In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. Actually, go up into the rooms on the second level 
and they're all open. <laughs> if you wanted to walk out, I mean, you could fall right off the ledge. So it's really, cold. do you do you know what the temperature is going to be tomorrow? No, I don't. It's going to be cold, and then a witch is. Yeah, but that's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Where's I mean, Friday. Friday. Well, yeah. October in New England. There yeah, you go. wonderful. Another every time, every time I go somewhere with you, it's a cold place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I the don't you know what it is, but. <laughs> Well, bundle up those bones there, Van Helsing, those 100-year-old bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyways, that, so we'll be there. Uh, if you go in there, we'll come up to us, say hi or whatever. Yeah, you can buy tickets to that event. Um, I'm not quite sure where. <laughs> I guess you can touch with <laughs> Jeff Belanger or uh, Tim Weisberg, right? Yeah, yeah, right. That's uh, Legend Tripping. That's their... Uh, so, anyways, we're we're so excited about going. So, mm-hmm. go in freezing our butts off. But anyway, <laughs> I'll just bring some wine. Okay. Keep us warm. <laughs> you always travel with wine. But anyways, um, last Friday I was down in that region, uh, wherever the where's the battleship? Um, battleship Cove is that Fall River? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was. So is that anywhere near where I'm going? <laughs> um, yeah, Fall River, New Bedford area. Yeah, they're they're, they're not that far apart. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to do two things at once here. <laughs> All uh, right. Now Leslie says she can hear everything. Okay. She hears yeah. us in here. Pararex is not up, and no. Not row. Uh oh. So, so sorry to the Para-X land people. Come on over to toginet.com. Fire it up, baby. There you go. There you go. I'll put that in the chat room. So anyways, um, while I'm doing that, why don't you uh, sing a song or uh, <laughs> <laughs> go buy the pizza? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, really, really. A little song, a little dance, a little seltzer in your pants. So there you go. Where'd you get that from? Mary Tyler Moore. Really? I never remember heard of it before. Remember that old show? It's no, bad. that was before my time. <laughs> I think it was well after your time. Um, anyway, so why don't we bring our guest on. Uh, that would be this nice. is where we went to, uh, where was it, New Bedford now? I can't remember where I'm Fall River. <laughs> <laughs> South. Your guest will tell you. Right. Anyway, so we bring on uh, Nick uh I'm going to mess his name up. Costad, Costa, Cost, uh, whatever. Nick, uh, oh, Costad, and he is the owner of uh, uh, the coolest light house that I've ever been in. That's red and white. So there you go. Awesome. Nick, you there? I'm here, Ron. Hey, hey how Nick. are you? Good. I you didn't butcher my name too bad at the end. Well, you know, somebody pumped it, uh, typed it in on the uh, the stack here, so I was able to see it. But <laughs> so, Nick, let me first thank you very much for allowing us to come down here and uh, uh, investigate uh, your little lighthouse, which is really cute, by the way. <laughs> it was awesome. You guys did a good job by your hair. I saw oh, the pictures, you. and it looks just adorable. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I'm actually upstairs right now trying to rearrange the bedroom for HGTV tomorrow. It's been kind of a, what am I going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> Good luck to it. You know that? No, no offense. I mean, he lives in the lighthouse, which is right. super cool. Anyway, he lives in the lighthouse. 
Awesome. Yeah, but his bedroom is just below the lantern, and uh, the lighthouse is, you know, in all fairness, it's not real roomy. <laughs> so his bed takes about the whole floor, right? <laughs> oh, it takes, yeah, about 79% of the room. Yes. <laughs> 79%. If you, if you factor it in, you know, with the, the curves. <laughs> That's great. So basically, you open the door and just kind of jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. And there's just, you know, all that stuff when you move in. You move Mm -hmm. in from the larger house, and you get in here, and you're like, gosh, everything I own is square. How do I get into this round room? (laughs) Yeah, this is true. (laughs) And then I have this basement, this haunted basement, and every time I put stuff down there, I feel as if I'm I'm guilty to what my purpose, after their investigation, what it told me to do. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, should I be stacking more stuff down here? <laughs> I'm well, I mean, my ghost unhappy. So, so how far across is the lighthouse from from wall to wall? Uh, it's it varies on each floor. The widest floor is 12 feet in diameter, but then you have a three foot wide staircase that you have to take out of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's wow. about 490 livable square feet. That means wow. nothing to me. You know that, don't you? <laughs> That's a number. Right, right. I need a visualization. <laughs> so anyways, Nick, I mean, you've done a fantastic job. If you go on to – now, you have a, a Facebook page that people can actually see the lighthouse and, and the progress you've made on it. Uh, do you want to give that out? Yeah, yeah, they can look on Facebook just for Born Flats Lighthouse, or they can just look up bornflats.com. Very simple, and it has a link to the Facebook page also. Oh, Okay. And I'm actually, trying just, to update stuff. And, and there's a little video on there too that shows that before it was furnished, right? Yeah, there is. That was taken, I believe, last November. On one of those nice New England days where it's 20 degrees the day before and 75 the next day. Oh, gotta love right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, I should do a video today before it snows tomorrow. <laughs> you know what's really interesting though is is we were on one of those 75 days i mean when we went down there it was absolutely gorgeous it was beautiful it was you know like summer i mean there was a, a nightclub right at the end of the dock and they were you know uh raising hell and it, it was people were just having a great time <laughs> it's a little secret part of fall river though people don't realize the waterfront the waterfront has a nice little atmosphere, mm-hmm. and the rest of the city is starting to rebuild itself, but a lot of people don't realize from other places that when you get to the waterfront, it's kind of, you know, still kind of part of Narragansett Bay. Right. And it was cool because when we were driving, they were like, uh, where the hell are we going? <laughs> this does not look good. Uh, we better not. I don't know. Going along the, the fence with the barbed wire on the top, and, mm. and then we... we we come to the yacht club. Oh wow! <laughs> ah. it's like a little oasis. It really is. It's cool. It's very that's cool. That's what says. They call the the marina down here Fall Riviera. They say you know, it, oh. it doesn't quite mix with the city. <laughs> it, it is it is awesome. But anyways, um, why? I mean, what made you? What made you th- thought? It made you thought? Is that even in a sentence? Whatever. Uh, what made you thought that the lighthouse was haunted or, or gave you uh, suspect that it was? So it started when I first would come out here. 
when I when I moved to Massachusetts, I'd come out here and uh, I started with the Lantern Room area because it had the most water leaks. And what was really weird was when I would leave at night, the lighthouse would turn on, and it would be like 6 o'clock at night, so it was pretty sunny out. But then I was noticing that the light would shut off when it would get dark and stay off the whole night. But this was only happening on nights when I would come out here. If I didn't come to the lighthouse at all for a couple of days, it was on at dusk and off at dawn. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, you know, this is kind of odd. And then it started, you know, to progress as I started to, you know, tear out stuff that, you know, had rotted out beams and stuff like that. And I started to hear what sounded like an old, um, what are those things called, with the little horn on them? Is this someone's playing old classical music? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a French horn? Like a French horn, yeah. It's like a French horn, but I don't know what exactly what it's called. I know RCA made them back in, you know, the 20s or whatever. (laughs) And uh, and so I'd hear this music, and it would only come in just like light waves of music. And I'd be up in the lantern room scraping paint, and I'd stop for a moment and, you know, look, look around, go downstairs, you know. Where's this noise coming from? And, I, you know, I... I thought it was, you know, that nightclub. But then I thought, well, nightclub plays parlor music at, you know, midnight. <laughs> you know, people would have to be way off of, you know, their drinking kaleidoscope to, you know, want to play parlor music. So I kind of took it as, you know, that's kind of odd. And then it really became active when my family came out to visit. And it was my mom and my brother who were coming out to help do some scraping. And uh, they both didn't believe in ghosts. I'd seen, you know, some activity before, and so I knew that there was something there, you know, aside from being at the lighthouse. And uh, my family, when they were here, we walked in the front door, and we heard this little girl comment on the paint colors because we had changed some of the exterior paint colors. And then right after that, a guy walked by us. We didn't see the entity. It was just the, the sound of a whistling man walking by, and he just walked by us and out the front door. That's that's odd. And we thought, you know, well, the lighthouse is circular and the wind blows, so maybe my brother was outside whistling. So I had departed, went to shore, came back, and found them both on the side of the caisson. The lighthouse was locked up, and at this time we were getting back and forth with an inflatable kayak. And so you can imagine how cramped it could be to fit three people in an inflatable kayak. (laughs) And they're like, we're all getting in this kayak. We're not making multiple trips. <laughs> so we're all sitting on each other's lap, and we look like these crazy people because during the summer this channel gets pretty busy, and we're trying to, you know, come back. You know, it looks like you know Beverly Hillbillies out there on their their boat. And my brother had made a comment that he was outside painting and heard a woman come up and hum a song in his ear. Oh my! And my God. mom asked him, you know, well, why were you whistling? And he, his remark was, I don't even know how to whistle. And so he did not hear the whistling. So that was a pretty convincing, you know, that, you know, he was done. He was like, I don't believe in this. I don't want to believe in it, and I don't want to accept it. Why is it always the people who don't believe that have the experiences? That's not necessarily true. I I, I, I think that's necessarily true, though, Ian. I, I, I know so many people, they'll say, well, I don't believe in this, but here's the experience I had. Okay. Every yeah, that time. is a common remark. Yeah. I wow. think fear plays a big role in it. People, some people just don't want to believe anything that scares them. Yeah, it's denial. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why most people don't believe I exist. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to. 
Oh, my God. That's a fabulous story, though. But and after, after they left, I, I would have these pictures I would take. And I know people don't believe that orbs ever happen and stuff, but they would only have... I would use the same camera all over the place, but I'd only get orbs in the lighthouse. And there'd be orbs everywhere. There'd be like a hundred orbs. Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, that's just dust particles. And I'm like, well, all I did is open the front door and I came inside and I was taking pictures for Facebook. If there was this much dust in the air, I would be, you know, be sneezing or something. But, you know, there's, not, there's no dust in here. There's nothing to create dust. I wasn't sawing anything. Mm-hmm. And what was really creepy is that... You would hear as if someone was walking up the steps behind you and just, just kind of standing there and watching what you were doing. They weren't, you know, there to spook you or anything, but you would never see anything. But I had this one set of pictures I had taken up here in the bedroom area, and it was just kind of trying to do I was trying to see if I could get the panorama thing to work. And two pictures taken within a second of one another, and there was a spot at the doorway that was just black. You could see that. You could you could see through to the wall, but the the flash for some reason was not lighting up the floor or the wall. So I was only three feet away from it. But the next frame showed it illuminating the floor and the wall. Huh. So that was the one thing that I thought. You know, I wonder if there was something just standing there watching me. Could be. Makes sense. But uh, a- after Ron came, I think we realized a lot more was here than what I had thought. Really? Hmm. No, I mean now you're in bed. What was that? Oh, your investigation to me brought up a lot of really interesting facts that corresponded with what I had heard and what you guys had found out. Uh, well, uh, well, that's kind of, you know, I mean, first of all, let me say who, who went with it. Uh, I, I was there along with uh, Karen Ruck and uh, Leslie Martin uh, and also uh, Jeremy Dontremont. And so it was the four of us, which I don't think we could have had many more in there. That <laughs> really, that was, I, I actually, my son and his uh, new squeeze wanted to go, and I said, no, uh, I think four is about the max that I want to bring in this. And uh, so I actually turned him away. What a mean dad I am. Oh, jeez. Wow. Mean old man. Yeah, I know it. But it, so, so... It was difficult to, for instance, set up cameras and everything with a lot of people, especially if you can have movement. So we we didn't set up any cameras. So ergo, we don't have any video uh, of this at all. But uh, we did have some unique experience, I, I thought, anyways. And uh, it kind of, you know, it was funny because Jeremy, who is, is very much the historian and had researched the place, had you know, had so much he wanted to say along the way, and we told him no. Even even Nick, Nick wanted to share his experiences and stuff, and when we brought stuff up, he was like, ooh, ooh, I, you know, and it was like, no, we really don't want to know anything. It must have been <laughs> irritating for you at that time, wasn't it? <laughs> it was hard to hold back, but I knew you know, it was best. Yeah. And so that was, that's what made it cool, but I, I think um, probably the... Well, what would you think was the most? Why, why should I say? What, what, what do you think was the most interesting part of the night? I think the most interesting part was when we used the spirit board, and we were able to contact the name that uh, the medium had pulled up originally when she walked into the front door, and we were able to communicate with the spirit. And the spirit had uh, mentioned that I needed to fix the well in the basement. Mm. That to me was 
kind of eye-opening in the fact that that was the only thing I haven't done to the lighthouse yet. Ah. Wow. And so no one else would know that. No, and because when you go down in the basement, you see the wall that the it's actually a cistern, but that you, the wall yeah. facing you is 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 all white. It looks it looks yeah. like it's the rest finished. of the basement. Yeah, yeah. And so for them to you know for them to contact and have the spirit mention that exact thing, because I've been talking with a lot of people about you know taking that wall out or whatnot and. I was like, well, I just don't really feel like getting in there. It's because it's the Coast Guard a lot. You know, they have dumped a lot of their old trash and debris, and it's just really full of a lot of dirt. And it was just like, eh, I don't want to crawl in there and get all dirty and deal with that right at this moment. And when the spirit board brought up that that was something I needed to fix, it was just like, okay, this is, you know, not something that anyone would just make up. Mm-hmm. Right, and and uh, first I, I do want to mention you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick, and our very special guest today is Nick Corsetstead. Corsetstead from uh, from um, oh my God, something Borden Flats Lighthouse, Borden Flats Lighthouse, and we're talking about our investigation there. So I guess we're up on Pararex now as well as Tojinet and Ghost Channel. So well, it's Fall River, right? So Borden, you should be remembering Borden, Ron. And you're lucky I remember your name. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Does that name Borden Flats have anything to do with Lizzie Borden with that family? It does. Uh, originally, this lighthouse is called the Quickishan Light, and for the Quickishan River that runs through Fall River, and it no longer runs through the city per se. They've covered it all up. And then uh, once the Borden family's mills became, you know, bustling, they renamed the flats out here and built the lighthouse and renamed it, you know, for Borden, the Borden family. Ah, okay. But but Lizzie Borden's not out here. A lot of people think, you know, just because it's named that, that she, you know, goes from her house in the city and comes out here on holiday. But she, <laughs> well, she, she probably I haven't, I haven't seen any axes <laughs> moving around. <laughs> so I, I understand that, uh, well, we got about a couple minutes to break. So, um, But anyways, joining us now also is uh, Leslie Borden. So, Liz. Leslie Borden. <laughs> Leslie Marden. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're in tough shape, man. <laughs> if there's any way he could screw up my name, he would do it. <laughs> Usually it's Leslie Madden, but now it's Leslie Borden. I love it. All right. <laughs> you know, it took me years to get over the Madden thing, and uh, now it's Martin. Yeah, so my, uh, hi, Leslie. Leslie is, is uh, a medium for one of our mediums for the New England Ghost Project. She's also the author of uh, Medium Rare, and she's all around a nice person. Yes, sort, of, sort of. Oh, terrible. <laughs> She's a lovely person. Be quiet, Van Helsing. Mm. My Leslie. So, uh, Les- Leslie, and we, Nick was just bringing up about the spirit board, which is uh, that game that you bring once in a while. And uh... You mean my, my tool? It's, not... oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Psychic Circle, and it's an alternative to a Ouija board. It has you know more opportunity for the spirit to interact with people. Um, it has more uh, symbols and um and things that, you know, it just makes it easier for the spirit to come across and talk. And I think the way it's set up, it's easier for them to spell as well. So, And what's it called once again? The Psychic Circle. The Psychic Circle. Okay. And is that, and that's, people can buy this thing? 
I bought mine off of Amazon.com. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, and you can also get them in, in finer bookstores everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with uh, Medium Rare, Ghost Chronicles, and Ghost of the Day. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Anne's book, whenever she gets it done. Someday, yeah. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Nick, I know we're running into, we get about 30 seconds before the break. So, um, how long have you owned the Lighthouse? Uh... I've owned it about two years. Two years. Okay. Been so, for a year. For a year. Okay. So, uh, we're coming up to our break, and you're listening to Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation, with. Uh, Miss Ann Carrigan, the blonde bombshell in New England's humble Van Hanks, Ben Helsing, <laughs> uh, Mr. Ron Kolick, and you're alive right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests who step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! (laughs) Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest, Nick, from the Borden Flats Lighthouse. Oh, no last name? I can't do it. Well, you've mangled it so many times, I'm really not sure how to say it at this point. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Right here on uh, Tojinet, uh, Ghost Channel, where else we are, Pararex, and who else? Anyways... Uh, we heard The Little Witch again, which reminds us that on the 20th, Anne and I 
the Blue and Bomb Show, along with Leslie Martin, Karen Ruck, and um, Kelly Spangler from uh, uh, the Ghost Adventures Witch Show, and uh, whole rest of the crew will be down at the Hawthorne Hotel for Festival of the Dead. So that'll be kind of cool. Spectral Evidence. So, yeah, Spectral Evidence. And you go to our website, which is com. the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and it has all the information we can get, tickets and everything. So there you go. Been doing this nine years now. Can you believe that? Wow. Mm, Amazing. Part of the, part of the I, Festival of Dead, yep. And this will be my first year. I'm very excited. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, uh, so we, just before the break, uh, Nick had thought that uh, the – um, spirit circle or whatever it's called. Um, the psychic circle. Psychic circle. Whatever. I just um, put the link on our Facebook page, by the way. Did you? Oh, for the psychic circle? The psychic circle, where you can get it on Amazon.com. Okay, right. if, if you have any questions, by the way, you can join us in the Tojanet or the Parax chat room, and, and uh, we'll pass it on to uh, whoever you want to ask. So, anyways, um, Nick, you had, had never done any of this uh uh, spiritual stuff before, like the Ouija board or anything like that, have you? No, this is uh, my first experience. So, were you were you nervous at all when you when you started to do this thing? I was a little nervous. I had, uh, I think, I was watching a like, paranormal state or something at one point, and they had always said, "Don't ever get yourself around Ouija boards; it's bad." Mm-hmm. But you know. It, it was worth, you know, the first experience, and I knew that the ladies that were with us were going to make sure that, you know, no negative, demonic people would come into the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than me. Add, yeah, I want to Hopefully. add that any time you would open a psychic circle, you'd have to say a prayer and um, and a protection prayer to make sure that none of that happens. So I just want to put that out there for people who are going to go to Amazon.com and buy one. <laughs> That's right. So no what, I mean, I always say a prayer no matter what game I play. Especially mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> typing. You win. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Nick. I mean, did you think that that was manipulated at all? The the psychic circle. I mean, because that's one of the questions when uh, when any skeptical see a, a a type of device like that, either a Ouija board, a glass swirl, or anything. You know, at first I thought it could be manipulated until one of the mediums had pulled her hand away while it was still moving, and it was uh, Jeremy Detremont, myself, and uh, just one other person. I think it was you that was holding on to it. And I was looking at our hands, and we were just very daintily holding on to this, and the force that was behind it when it when I had asked the question that offended the spirit, when it hit my hand, mm-hmm. it, it felt as if, like, you know, someone slammed a book on my finger. Oh, my God. You know, it wasn't a force that... You know, oh, it accidentally slid over and they pushed it into me. It was, you know, and I, I, I was I was paying attention to everyone's wrists and stuff. And so, I don't know, it, it didn't seem like it was being manipulated to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, th- the thing I always wonder about, too, is, is that, you know, uh, do people think that? And then, uh, you know, pretty much when I do these investigations now, I really don't care what people think. <laughs> you know, really, I, I do it, and, and I just share my experience, and you can take them for whatever you want. You know, you, that's the way I look at it, uh, because there are people that are just not going to believe any, no matter what happens. So I just, you know, uh, in fact, uh, we've got our reports in, and we'll be sending you a copy of the report uh, next, Charlie, too, by the way. Um, okay. But I also yeah. feel that if it was being manipulated in our case, 
we remember we kept having the problem with the the pendulum sticking to the board. Oh yeah, the little, like it, the, yeah, yeah. And I feel if people were were pushing it. We would have slid the board off towards one direction or slid you know the table because we had that makeshift sawhorse table. Hey, and I feel like if, <laughs> if it was one person, we would have ended up pushing the board off. But it it wasn't in that manner. You know, when we tapped it, it, it you know it took off. Hmm. Wow. So I mean, um, Leslie, I mean, this is your toy or whatever. I mean, your uh, tool. My tool. And, tool. and um, you've used it uh, a few times. And, and I've only used it twice, uh, Nick. This was only the second time I, I, I got to use it. I used it up at, uh, oddly enough, Wood Island Lighthouse. And I found it very interesting there. And then, again, uh, we used it at Borden Flat. And it, it was also interesting. And it react, did it react differently, do you think, Leslie, or from the two? It always reacts differently. Sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's very gentle, and sometimes it's very forceful. I don't know if you remember it, Wood um, Island High Lighthouse, speak please, um, <laughs> it, it was very quick and precise, and it moved really fast. And this time it didn't move as fast, but it, it um, was very um, decisive in what it wanted to say. Um, so I always feel a difference between spirits, always. No, no two are alike. And, and, and we're going to t- uh, talk about the force of this in a second, but um, one thing I did want to mention was, uh, as a medium, and, and I consider you a really good medium, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second, but um, is there a time when when you're thinking one thing and the, and the board is doing something else? Does, does that happen? Does it irritate you, or, or do you just, I mean, does it, first of all, does it happen? It does happen. Um but I find that when I'm using a tool like the psychic circle, that I'm not trying. I, I'm not the receiver. The board is the receiver. Mm-hmm. So, so I do get things intuitively, but they don't always match up with what the board is going to say because it's my mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like um, there was one thing I thought it was going to say something, and I said the word because mm-hmm. I was, and it was a totally different word that came out on the board. Um, but it's almost like I allow the tool to do the work, and I'm not doing the work. So I kind of step back and let it do it because it's not speaking through me; it's speaking through the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you haven't done this in, but uh, no. one of these days I will definitely have to get you uh, on the board with me. So yeah, uh, definitely uh, need to try that. What, what the, the interesting thing that w- there was? There's two things to talk about the forces for the board, and, and Nick, I, I think you touched upon it in about I, why did the the, the the thing go to you? No, I, f- I forget offhand. Uh, well, we found out that one of the spirits here was an old-time lighthouse keeper, mm-hmm. and he said that he kept telling us to go and that he had work to do, that he was really busy. And <laughs> I had made a, a jokingly comment that said, you know, well, if he's always working around here, why is it that I have so much work to do? <laughs> and then it was at that point when it came and hit me. Oh, and she was like, you know, you know, you you've offended him in a way, you know, saying that he doesn't do his job properly. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, it's funny. I found that doing most divination, that I mean, I like doing it because you know, I, I like I enjoy myself when I go out on investigation, and which is okay because I I still believe it raises the level of energy and it actually you get better results. But that's, but you do have to be careful of how you address 
uh, the spirit of time, or even in some, uh, you know, some spirits are uh, don't have a good sense of humor. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. So, were you able to contact um, the woman who was, you know, humming the tunes that you keep hearing? Did you have anything come up oh, like that? That's, you, why don't you talk about that, Nick? I mean, that was kind of interesting in itself, wasn't it? That was really interesting, yeah. Um, they found that there was the little girl, and I think they had found that she had drowned out here, mm. and that there was a woman, but John Paul, who, the, the, I'm sorry, the keeper who we connected with was John Paul, and he was not allowing either spirit to communicate, oh. and it was almost as if he was controlling them. And I think what they had found out was that the woman was only allowed outside of the lighthouse. He wasn't allowing her into the structure itself. At least while he was so, there. Uh, yeah. It was very interesting, but uh, I know she kept trying and trying, and they kept pushing off the board. You know, every time she was trying to <laughs> go around him to get the other spirits to talk, they kept pushing the medallion piece right off the board. And, and you saw that, Leslie, too. I mean, it was Karen who was the one that, that, that went into a little bit of a tiffing match with him, correct? Yeah, Karen said, um, can we speak to the little girl? And uh, like Keeper said, no. <laughs> and so she's like, well, I'm telling you, I want to speak to the little girl. And he got offended. He was like, this is my lighthouse lady, and um, mm-hmm. I make the rules. <laughs> and anytime she tried to ask for the little girl to come, the planchette would move off the board and at Karen. It would go right off the board oh. and right on at Karen. Oh yeah, she goodness. said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna invoke uh, Saint Michael," and and she she got into a little bit of a, a pushing match with him, but uh, he wasn't budging. No, no, and he seemed to um, control what we wanted to say as well. Um, like I asked about the one I picked up on a woman outside, and I asked if the woman was connected to him because I believe she was, and he just went to stop. Well, I'm not yeah. talking about that. It just went to stop. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone asked that. But, very. no, he was very um, manly. Domineering. <laughs> Domineering, yeah. <laughs> the the wow. other thing that was interesting, too, that I found, it was like he was almost more in control of the even the asking the questions. There was one point where he started spelling out something like, uh, I, it was in the beginning, was like uh, too much work or something like that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was too busy to talk to him. He had too much work to do, and uh, he didn't want to play. <laughs> he just didn't want to be with us. But he stayed, which I'm glad for. Um, and um, I was quite um, excited about the way we got to show Nick how that works. So, yeah, it was a fun experience. Hmm. Yeah, like everything, though, you should you know do it with caution. I I, I definitely believe in that. And the other thing I found it very interesting too about Nick is, is he actually was giving you what he wanted done there, you know, <laughs> about the well. Yeah, he, was, he was going to put me to work. Yeah, he gave that's, you, the, that's the thing. He gave you a honeydew list, eh? Yeah. And what was really interesting <laughs> is that he he admitted that he doesn't come here every day, and so he's not an, an entity that's always at this property. Huh. And so I thought that was kind of interesting too. And what I found interesting was when Ron was downstairs getting the sawhorse table for us, making us a table, um, Jeremy and Karen and I were talking about, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe we should stop at about 1 o'clock because by the time we get home, you know, it could be 5 o'clock in the morning when I get home. Hey, and guess what time it was. o'clock <laughs> <laughs> in the morning when I go home. And um, he stopped. He went, he just stopped at 1 o'clock on the dot. Oh. He stopped. He completely stopped. He just went away. He, he left. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't privy to that. And when 
And I, I forget what the thing, but we did t- ask the time, and it was one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one thing I, I do have to ask you too, um, Nick, is the name Jean Paul. Were you surprised Leslie came up with that? No, I wasn't actually. It it, it kind of put everything together when you know she was talking about his personality traits and what what overcomes me when I'm out here working, I almost feel as if he is working through me to fix projects around here. Oh, wow. So you, you're kind of attuned to him then? It, it's interesting because during the, you know, the seance, it was you know, basically explained that he doesn't like his time wasted or anything. And I'm the same way when I get out here. I you know, budget my time. I, I compulsively sweep stairs and stuff, stuff that I would not actually do. But I come out here and I'm like, oh, I've got to clean the windows and the lantern. I got to sweep the stairs. And <laughs> you know, most people know that you know the windows and the lantern. It's you know we got modern lights up there and stuff that it can shine through. You know, there's no soot or anything. But I feel like, oh, I've got to clean the windows. I got to do this. <laughs> and, uh, and that's just not normally me. Wow. The other thing, uh, you, you talked about certain areas of the lighthouse you found were more interesting than the others, uh, Nick. Yeah, there was one area there's a, that they picked up on, too, was the second uh, staircase that takes you from the second level up to the third level. And um, ever since I started working out here, it has just felt eerie to me, like as if someone is always standing there, and I think uh, what she picked up on was a little girl that stands at the bottom of the stairs and looks into the second floor, and I think she had said something about maybe a girl who had fallen and hit her head. I'm not certain, but... Uh, I think I Karen, that was when Karen said, I think, wasn't it, Liz? Yes, that was Karen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found that to be, you know, it kind of put it into place, and... Uh, and in the basement. The basement has always felt eerie to me. I, and it's just a common thing. People go into basements and they're like, oh, my God, the basement. But, no, this basement, there's just – you feel like you're going down the stairs and someone's going to kick your back and kick you down there and close the door. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling I've always had. And so oh, that's they were down there and they, and they were feeling as if something, you know, something had happened and that there were people pushing up against the cistern walls as if, you know, and I'm not sure if this was maybe during the hurricane and it was a, a time plate event where, but the, the wall of the cistern actually has a very large crack that runs down it across the floor and up the wall on the other side. Mm. And so this could have been a serious situation back during the 38 hurricane when the lighthouse did, you know, get tilted over from the force of the waves. Wow. I felt like there was damage to um, the wall down there, and I felt like I had to keep my arms up on the wall. Um, and I had that thing. You kept thing your arms. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like you had to hold it in place because it was broken or something. It was just so, just like you were drawn to do it. Yeah, and it, yeah. Was, and it was fatiguing. Hmm. It was interesting. Well, you, you, you know what's really, really creepy is that the basement used to leak water, but it would seep in through, you know, the bricks and everything, and it would stand on the floor. But once I got the whole basement sealed, the the base or the cistern on the other side was dry. There's no water in it, but that crack would almost, as if it was crying, would seep in water just through the crack. But there was no water behind it. Hmm. Oh wow, that's strange. And so I kept painting the wall, and then the paint kept just running down. And I was like, "Where's this water coming from?" I look in there. There's no water in there, and it's It'd be like a foot off the ground, so I'm not sure if there's a channel or something in there where the water's coming in from when it rains. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, I found that really interesting that mm-hmm. once they went down there and they, you know, pointed out, oh, I just thought it was a random water lake, but um, <laughs> that's why I, I, don't, I, just, I don't go down there. You were told that the sister need work, needs work, so you better get on that. <laughs> I know, I know. I have volunteers. Anyone who I, I'm looking for volunteers, anyone who wants to go down there, yeah, they're more than welcome. You know, it's interesting. Maybe he's not seeing it as it is now. Maybe he's seeing it back at a time when it really was needed a lot of work. Right. You know, maybe there was... He was only here until 27, mm-hmm. and so he was never here during the 38 hurricane. Now, I have a question, Nick. Uh, when, um, how did you come to own this lighthouse? Um, it was, it's been kind of a passion since I was a kid to own a lighthouse and be an actual lighthouse keeper. Wow. And so Dream I, I had come been true. Keeping it, back. It, was, it took a lot of years, but I used to, back in the day, write letters to the Coast Guard every night when I was living in Seattle. And I had this small little apartment, and I would, and I would search every lighthouse in the United States and find... <laughs> ones that weren't taken over by any group, and I'd write the Coast Guard asking if I could lease it. <laughs> so after like a hundred, you know, I'm sorry we don't lease lighthouses, we don't do this, I ended up purchasing one in Virginia. And so <laughs> right after I purchased it, the Coast Guard called me, and they said, you know, congratulations, <laughs> please stop writing us letters. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, unfortunately that one I had to sell, it was, you know, these lighthouses, when you buy them offshore, the financing is, they can't finance them because they're not real estate, they're personal property. And exactly. trying to find the comparables and uh, an agent, or not an agent, but a, an appraiser that can actually appraise the structure that's only one of a kind. Your flood and insurance so, out of the yeah, and, and you can't get flood insurance on them. And so <laughs> after a while, I pulled I that, made some money, and, and put it away for the next time I'd get a lighthouse. And this one originally sold to a guy who was going to turn it into a brewery. And I was like, it was so, you know, I was like, oh, this is the one I really wanted. And then about a year later, it went through default, and I was like, oh, it's back up. I was by this lighthouse. Wow. So that's how I, how I came upon it, was just through the government auction that they, they hold every year. They have a couple up, I think, for auction right now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. awesome. And you must but love But you have to, you, living out here, I understand what it was like to be a lighthouse keeper, because it takes your whole day by the time you get to shore and your water supply and fuel and generator. Right. It takes a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome, though. I mean, that's a dream come true for you. I mean, you must love that. Oh, I love it. And I'm excited next year to get it open for overnight stays because my whole goal was not to buy a lighthouse and keep it to myself. I want, I really want it to be a public place where people can actually come out and experience, you know, what I, well, I've experienced out here. You know, not everyone gets to come to offshore lighthouses. Right. That's awesome. And being that this one is only about a thousand feet offshore, it's a lot easier than you know some of them up in Maine. They can be you know fifteen miles offshore. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Easy for some to get on and off it, but old ladies, it's quite a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you well, know that was high, high. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting is Karen and uh, Leslie. Uh, they're not fond of boats. I guess that's a good way of putting it. In ladders. <laughs> And other stuff. Uh, so, anyways, uh, when we arrived at the dock and uh, Nick came to pick us up, he came in a Zodiac. And as soon as I saw her, I said, oh, they ain't going. <laughs> and <laughs> so he was able to get us out of transportation there. But when we left in the wee hours of the morning, guess what the only transportation was? <laughs> the Zodiac. The kayak? <laughs> Zodiac. <laughs> 
And uh, that was uh, interesting in itself. Uh, Leslie, I, you, I was proud of both you and Karen uh, to, that you actually went down that ladder and into the Zodiac and out of the Zodiac. <laughs> I wasn't unsure, though. How was that, Nick? Did, uh, did they just jump right off the boat and go scurrying up the, the walk? Is that how that went? And they, they actually did really well. You know, we had pretty calm seas that night, and, you know, they <laughs> They they looked back, you know, to see that the distance was really growing further, so that they were closer to shore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they did fine. I don't I don't think it's something that they want to do again. I saw. Let me paint a little picture for you, okay? Nick was very patient. We both crawled out of this dinghy onto a boat, and then I thought that it would be smart to, you know, lean up against the boat on the other side of the dock and didn't realize that I was pushing it away from the dock as I was <gasps> trying. To, it wasn't a pretty sight at all. <laughs> I was, I was I was relieved to think that other people that may have saw me were probably drunk because they were <laughs> that far across the way. So. But thank you so much, Nick, for your patience. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. Future future plans. I'll have a dock out here on a larger boat, but uh, that's that takes more money. Yeah. It's like you need an ATM every time you even think about coming out here. <laughs> Speaking of that, it looks like we're going to be doing another one next month as well. We we'll might be going out to Goat Island, so that should be fun, too. Ooh, cool. So, yeah, we come in out the, the lighthouse ghost people, I guess, <laughs> or whatever we are. You need to do a DVD of all the lighthouses you're going to. Yeah. We really should. I know Jeremy and I are working on a book on it, and uh, – but, yeah, we really should uh, do that. It would be awesome because we, we've got quite a few under our, our belt. I mean, in fact, uh, uh, we did uh, Rose Island, uh, Wood Island, uh, Portsmouth, um, Owl's Head, uh, where else? New London Ledge, mm-hmm. Borden Flats. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a few. Uh, so, yeah, I, I find them fascinating, and, and I uh, – I thank the paranormal for getting me into uh, lighthouse preservation, and you know I, I, I'm, I'm happy that I can contribute. I mean, just at Portsmouth alone, our haunted tours, uh, you know, raise like four thousand uh, dollars for the four tours that we do with them. So that's that's cool. It's a good chunk of change that goes towards the preservation of that and whaleback. And we've also done preservation work for uh, Wood Island as well. So we're, we're excited about it and, and happy to be a part of it. Excellent. Yeah. So, Nick, I guess that's uh, – I, I, I'm really kind of interested. After we left, was it quiet or anything happened? It was quiet until last night. And we Just went to bed around 10.30, <laughs> and we heard a woman standing outside the bedroom door, very faintly said something, and I was straight up in bed going, what, what, who was that? What was that? <laughs> and because uh, I'm always concerned being out here in the middle of the bay, you know, did someone get into the lighthouse? And then oh, yeah. you rationalize, you're like, you know, who's going to be an idiot going out here on a boat and tie it up to the side? And or one of those up. guys from the club, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're lost, but uh, it made a couple noises, and then it was it was nothing for the rest of the night. Wow. What, what do you want to do sometime, Nick? And and the the low cost way of doing it is just get yourself a a digital recorder and and put it on Vox and right. 
just leave it. Oh, get a couple of them, put them, leave it in a couple of locations in a lighthouse overnight. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if you catch anything on it. If it goes Vox, you don't have to listen to hours of tape. It'll only go on when when uh, it hears noise. Of course, you do have a little clock, so that would be like every five minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And right now, the wind is blowing like 40 miles an hour out, so oh, wow. all you hear is, yeah. It's going to be so, I do have to go to store here after we get off the phone, so I'm hoping it's not too, too rough. Right. Oh, oh I, I hear the bell. That means pizza. the pizza is here, and so we've got to wrap it up. Uh, we've been speaking with uh, Nick Corsad, Corsad, Corsad. Uh, of, of Borden Flats Lighthouse. And, and, Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences with us. We really oh, appreciate yeah. it. You're more than welcome. Yeah. And uh, I will send you a report of, uh, of uh, what we found anyways, and, uh, and hopefully we can uh, talk again. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Nick. Bye. Thanks, Nick. Right, bye-bye. Bye. And Leslie Martin, any yeah. last things? Any last things? No. Buy my book. My God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know Medium what's, rare. Shameless you know plug. There you go. You, you know what's you interesting, go. Leslie, is, is I was quite impressed when you picked up uh, what was his name, John Paul, or whatever the hell it was. When I, I heard it in my head, it was very quick, and I thought it was John Paul. And so yeah. I said, who's John Paul? And they both looked at me. I said, well, it could be John Paul, and I'm thinking it could be Sean Paul. <laughs> but, but to be honest, I thought it was Jean Paul. I thought it was French, but it was mm-hmm. not. But it was close enough. I, yeah. you know, there you go. I mean, I thought that was very close because I had no clue what the hell you were talking about, as usual. And uh, <laughs> but it was good. So. Anyways, Leslie, thank you so much for being on the show. And one thing, I, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. And you'll be at uh, Spectral Evidence with us as well, right? I will be there with a smile, yes. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right, good night, Leslie. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Leslie. Well, that was cool. And I do want to mention one other thing. I uh, go to our website, which is inegosproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Uh, you can check out all our events. Uh, I know we're doing the uh, Victorian Secret Garden Seance uh, this Saturday, but that's sold out in uh, Gloucester. But uh, the 20th, we're at the Hawthorne at the Spectral Evidence, and also the 27th. This is the coolest thing. You've got to go to it. I know we're just about out of time. And that is the Gothic Night of the Living Shadows, and that's going to be a basically the theme of the night is that we are going to try attempt to find the identity of Jack the Ripper, and eventually we're going to end the night with a Harry Houdini seance, and it's really cool. So check out Excellent. the website again, inegosproject.com. And thanks wait. a lot. Thank you. God bless everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye now. Bye. From ghoulies to ghosties, only the